93.9 The Eagle, broadcasting live from the Zimmer Radio Group World Headquarters. This is the CEO Roundtable with Fred Perry. Get ready for interviews with movers and shakers from our community as we dive in for a deeper look inside Columbia. Now, here's your host, Fred Perry. And welcome to the CEO Roundtable Show. Fred Perry, so glad that you have tuned in this weekend. Uh, very pleased to welcome uh, to the Eagle Studios a voice that you get to hear on the Eagle quite a bit anyway, Ori Hemi. How are you, sir? Hey, Fred. Thanks for having me on today. A- absolutely. I appreciate it. Uh, Hemi Construction and... Uh, Currently the president of the Columbia Home Builders Association. Yes, sir. So yes, that's, sir. um, uh, and that's something, uh, you don't get paid for, right? I mean, that's a no, volunteer that's all, job. That's all volunteer. That's right. So, uh, it's probably sometimes points of the year, it may take up more time than your real job. But, uh, anyway, we are pleased to have you here in the studio. We're going to talk a little bit about Hemi Construction and also about next weekend's fall parade of homes, yes, which sir. is uh, already here. Uh, tell our listeners a little bit about Hemi Construction. Yeah. So, uh, so we've been building in Columbia for about 23 years now. Uh, I'm a sixth generation home builder in my mm. family. My dad's the wow. fifth. Uh, okay. yeah. So, uh, dad grew up in, uh, southern St. Louis area, uh, DeSoto, Festus area, uh, if you even call that St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he grew up dad and, and then, uh, decided he wanted to do building. And so he, uh, went to college and then started working for Sam's Club. Kind of traveled around America, yeah, uh, and uh, ended up in Columbia. And then they were going to move him again. He decided to stay, and then he started building uh, duplexes on the side. And then he was like, "You know, I can do this full time." <laughs> uh, yeah. So he started building full time somewhere around two thousand. Uh, and then I, it's kind of just taken off. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, I've been full time for for five years now. I came on full time. Uh, May 2018. Okay, very good. So Hemi has been behind a lot of subdivisions and neighborhoods that uh, people will recognize. Um, tell us about uh, some of the neighborhoods that uh, you guys have done over the years. Yeah, so uh, I, I remember, you know, work, every summer growing up, I worked for Dad. So mm-hmm. I remember being in junior high and working in Quail Creek, yeah. um, you know, working in... Uh, did a lot in Vanderveen uh, back in then, back then, mm-hmm. uh, in those neighborhoods, and then uh, did a lot in Thornbrook. Uh, you know the Cascades, th- everything over there on south, south side of town. Yeah, um, and then more recently, um, you know, in the last probably six seven years, uh, we've been primarily focused on south side of town. We've had uh, Creek's Edge, which t- which ties into Thornbrook. Okay, yeah. Um, so there's 170 something homes in there. Wow. Um, we haven't built every single one of them, but we right. built the majority. And then we had a neighborhood, uh, Nursery Heights, uh, which you're familiar with. You yeah. were you were on uh, the county commission <laughs> guys, uh, when that one came uh, through. And I think that Nursery Heights is is was kind of an eye opener for me because uh, it was uh, your your family had to do an awful lot. Uh, to provide sewer to that neighborhood because yeah. I think that people don't understand that sewer capacity, uh, in Southern Columbia is a very limited, very rare thing. And, and you guys had to build a pretty expensive sewer, uh, to get it up, uh, further up on Route K. Yeah. We had to build a lift system in, uh, in Nursery Heights to get up to Route K. And, mm-hmm. you know, sewer is the number one question now. It's yeah. not, can you find the land? It's, yeah. do you have sewer capacity? Yeah. 
because uh, building super capacity is super expensive. Nobody talks about that, but I guess it's not a very sexy subject. No. But I mean, but I mean, it's you're right. It's it's uh, if someone wants to build a house, you gotta you gotta make sure there's sewer there yeah, first. Yeah, absolutely. So, so but uh, yeah, Nursery Heights has been really good for us. Um, we actually have our last four homes going up right now in Nursery oh, Heights. Okay, so we're almost done. In yeah, there. and that for people that don't know, that is the neighborhood that surrounds uh, what used to be Reagan's Nursery, uh, which is Helmy's Nursery now. Yep. And uh, so. Uh, uh, so a lot of those houses are built kind of where the greenhouses used to be yep. out there. Yeah. Yep. So anyway, that's it to help you locate that. Tell me what you're doing over in Cooper County on 179. That that really uh, that is a beautiful subdivision. I don't know the name of it, but I, I, I my wife and I had driven through there a few times, and it's a uh, looks like a great place to live. Yeah. So that's Silvercrest Acres. Okay. Yeah, that's what we called it, uh, and that was a farm that we bought uh, just for my just for my dad, my brother, and I really did to hobby mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and hunt out there and everything. Uh, and then we kept on getting calls from people saying, hey, would you piece some stuff off? Mm-hmm. Uh, there were some neighbors across the street who wanted to sell, and someone was, someone was going to develop that. Yep. So we're like, well, maybe we should break up this one. So we did, and uh, everything was 10-acre lots, 3-acre lots. We had a couple fives, mm-hmm. um, and it sold really well. Uh, yeah. We've sold every lot in there now. And uh, there's some really nice houses back in there. Yeah, there are. There and really nice outbuildings. That's a, that's a, everybody. Know. Everybody wants a shop, you know. <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's right. They, yeah, it's like wow, people can park their RVs in there, and and uh, uh, and you have uh, a gig fiber out there, right? I mean, it, which is pretty unusual for being out in the country. That's the incredible part. Is yeah. uh, everybody, every farmer up and down 179. Highway 179 has fiber internet. Yeah, that's which amazing. Is, awesome. is that Como Connect or what is that's that? That's Como Connect. Okay, yep. very good. Which is yep. uh, the Cooper County version of uh, the cooperative. It's not our bus system here in Columbia, trust me. But uh, so it's really, uh, what, what would you say makes Hemi stand out from, uh, I mean, what, what do you, why do you, you probably have a lot of repeat customers for that, and people come back and, and uh, have you build. But what is something that really sort of makes Hemi stand out uh, uh, in the construction industry here in town? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I get asked that, and I think my answer probably changes every time, mm-hmm. depending on... Uh, the repeat customers are fantastic. Uh, we just finished a house for some folks who... Um, it was their second Hemi home, um, and uh, grateful grateful for the repeat customers who come back the second time. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, other than... Uh, I, mean, I could sit here and tell you about our great customer service and our, our customer home specialist. Um, we have a few girls in the office, um, Emily and Brooke, who really hold the hands of every mm-hmm. customer that we work with. Yeah. They do a fantastic job. Um, but then, you know, um, we've been around for, you know, 23 years. Um, I'm a sixth generation home builder in my family. Mm-hmm. So there's generations of history of building homes and, and doing it the right way. Yeah. Um, we have a fantastic warranties that we offer all of our clients too. So people have peace of mind, uh, after they buy a home. Yeah. Um, so every house that we build comes with a ten-year structural warranty. Wow! Okay. On, on the house, and then uh, any house with a with a foundation has a fifteen-year waterproofing warranty. Hmm. So that if your foundation starts cracking, letting some water which in, which it's going to in mid Missouri, it seems like yeah, uh, the soil, yeah, yeah. the soil uh, definitely yeah. moves quite a bit. So yeah. um, people have peace of mind when they buy a Hemi home. Um, yeah. So that those are. So my major, my main talking points. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, this is an interesting. Uh, we want to talk about your role with the HBA here in a minute, but talk about the current real estate market. How would you describe it? What the last year has been like? It's been well, it's been crazy. So I've been I've been full time for five years, mm-hmm. and I have my real estate license. We uh, we have our own real estate company, and and I list all of our homes that we. Oh, build. you do. Okay, mm-hmm. very good. So um, so I see both sides of the construction and the selling side, mm-hmm. um, and it was crazy 
two years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, we would pour footings on a house, and I'd have realtors calling me like, "Hey, I, I see you poured footings. Your signs in the yard. What's this one going to look like? Is it for sale? Mm-hmm. What's it going to cost?" And uh, and then really the last year, about this time last year, things really started to slow down quite a bit. Yeah, when interest rates started, flying interest rates up. went yeah. up, and and people just kind of froze. Yeah. Um, and then. That's kind of held. I mean, it's been slower than it was, but it's been steady, which is really good. Mm-hmm. It seems like people who um, who have money and they want to build a custom home, they're still out there and they're still wanting to build. Right. Um, but you know, the the consumer who just wants to buy uh, a, a house that we, a spec house that we've completed, um, those sales have kind of slowed down quite a bit. Yeah. Um, until until recently, usually the last couple of months, um, you know, rates have kind of plateaued. Um, and people are kind of used to it, and they're like, you know, if I'm going to buy a house, I'm going to buy a house. I can refinance later. Yeah. Um, and we started offering some incentives on some of our homes to to help uh, people get into them. So, what does an incentive look like? So, we, we've done a couple different things. We've we've offered to uh, pay for like a, a buy down at mm-hmm. closing. Okay. Um, and so there's some options out there. Yeah. Um, for buy down options. Yep. Um, or just you know giving them a, a credit at closing to help mm. them whether they want to do a buy down, pay for closing costs, they have some more money in their pocket. Yeah. After closing. Yeah. Um, just a few extra things. It's interesting because um, <clears throat> I'm doing a little bit of work in the banking industry right now, and and, and it sounds like these interest rates, uh, which are much much higher than they were uh, a year and a half ago, uh, it sounds like from from the looks of things that these interest rates are here to stay. Uh, there's not a whole lot of anticipation that they they're going to fall a great deal, and so the idea of being able to you know. Uh, lock in at 2.25% is something that is probably a very distant memory. Uh, and probably, you know, sevens and eights may be the new norm for a while. Is yeah. that what you're hearing? Yeah. And I, I build houses. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not in the banking uh, industry. So yeah, I, I leave that to the experts. I don't try to be an expert on that, mm-hmm. but that's, that's my understanding. Yeah. And, uh, you know, historically rates, are okay yeah compared, well, to, where compared they, to where they were 20 years ago exactly yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know my generation and and definitely the recency bias of mm-hmm. of what we've seen yeah uh, the last few years they seem pretty high yeah that's um, right but i think like anything uh they're gonna it's gonna normalize and people are gonna accept that yeah and uh everybody needs homes yeah um and there's there'll be different things that avenues that you can go down to help people afford homes and yeah stuff like that. what are people uh what is something that I know you've been there for five years, but uh, but I guess your dad might have a different answer. But um, what what is something? What's a trend? Uh, what what are some of the amenities that people are asking for more of these days uh, in in their house? What, what's important to today's home buyer? Yeah, so we've seen a shift, and I think COVID had a lot to do with it because people were staying at home mm-hmm. and they wanted to have a space in their house to that they could just stay in. Yeah. Um, and do a staycation or something like that. Yeah. So outdoor living spaces have become huge. Okay. Um, not that they weren't before, but it's more of a priority. They're more elaborate now. Yeah. Yeah. And so whether that's pools or, um, you know, great fire pit areas, mm-hmm. um, just places for people to hang out outdoors. Yeah. Um, covered patios, stuff like that. Outdoor kitchens. Um, so that's something that we see. I mean, those are things that we get asked about on almost every customer. Yeah, I, my understanding is that it, it takes a while to get a pool these days. Uh, there, there's, there's kind of a backlog on pools in this market. I think the, I think the pool market's still kind of to catch up. I think <laughs> yeah. the, it, it built the list built quite a bit during COVID, and they're still playing catch up. Yeah, everybody wants a pool. Yeah, a lot of people, you know, and this predates uh, when when you joined the business, but you know, a lot of people talk about um, this. Uh, 
the Columbia's housing market really never recovered from 2007 and 2008. Do you, I mean, you, you probably talked to a lot of home builders and, and uh, people that have been in the business uh, longer than you, uh, but do you see signs? I mean, do you think that's a true statement that, that is, we still really haven't caught up from 2007, 2008? So, uh, I think yes. Mm-hmm. I, I've, I've heard a lot of opinions and yeah. I, I have my own opinion. Um, but you look at the, um, I don't know if I want to call it a crisis, but there's just no inventory. It felt like a crisis. Even, yeah, I mean, definitely during COVID, it was a crisis. Yeah, there, yeah. Was, there was no inventory. I mean, inventory is building now, and mm-hmm. you have more homes on the market, but still, um, for the national average, we are incredibly low. Yeah. Um, and now you have all these people who have these low interest rates on their houses. They don't want to move. Yeah. And so I think there's a lot of opportunity for remodels because they want to keep their interest rate, they might want to put some money into their house and, and make it to what they yeah. want instead of moving. Um, it, does Hemi do any remodeling? Yep. Yeah, so we, okay. yeah, so we do uh, full remodels, additions. Okay. Um, I joke that we have a, a deconstruction crew too, so <laughs> sometimes we, we show up and they're like, you know, we want to tear this part of the house down and we can do all that stuff too. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I would say my opinion is that we're still trying to play catch up. Yeah. Do you see a lot of people, uh, talk to a lot of people who say, well, I saw this on home and garden television. Uh, uh, can, can you do that for me or can you do it for that price that I heard on home and garden television? Right. Yeah. Chip and Joanna Gaines, uh, you know, yeah. and the Pinterest. Yeah. Uh, we always make jokes yeah. know, in the office or in the field. Uh, you know, it's like our worst, worst enemy, but sometimes it, it helps us yeah. understand what they're looking for. Yeah. Uh, it's it's just interesting. Oh, well, we can do the new kitchen for fifteen thousand dollars. I'm like going, what? You know yeah. what I mean? And so it's kind of a uh, they may be off by a factor of ten there, but uh, it's it's interesting. Uh, home and garden television has really sparked a lot of interest and tapped into a lot of interest in, in that industry. But uh, sometimes it's not very realistic in terms of timelines and and uh, right. and budgets. So. Yeah, and, and everything's you know I don't know of a, a local. Uh, company who does something like that mm-hmm. a lot of times that's regional so yep. they're filmed somewhere else yep yep they have more access to labor or something like that yeah something that uh, a secret that the rest of us don't know right but, um if somebody is considering building a new home right now uh and maybe this is versus remodeling uh and this is uh i know there are a lot of variables in this but typically what should someone expect to pay per square foot for construction. Is there a number that you guys, when someone asks you that question, is there a number that you throw at them? No. So usually I, I get asked all the time. Yeah. Usually my answer is, well, that's a really loaded question. Yeah. And it is. Uh, there's so many factors that go into square foot. Um, and one of the biggest factors is what your price of land is. Mm-hmm. Um, but then if you're just looking at the construction side of things and yeah. the, the structure, um, you know, depending on finishes yeah, and wide range of kitchen cabinets, uh, countertops, absolutely appliances. And then, uh, and then if you're going up, you're going down with square footage yeah. that changes things drastically. Yeah. So, uh, it's kind of a loaded question. It's, it's higher than it was five years ago. Yep. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, but has the price of lumber come down? So it skyrocketed. Yeah. And then, and then it's come down and it's, a little it's, bit. It's plateaued. Okay. Is it back down to where it was a year ago or no. two years ago? Yeah. No. Okay. It's not what it was pre COVID. Okay. Very good. This is Ori Hemi. He is with Hemi Construction and president of the Columbia Home Builders Association. We're going to be talking about uh, next week's fall parade of homes when we come back from this commercial. You're listening to the CEO Roundtable on 93.9 The Eagle.
This is the CEO Roundtable with Fred Perry on 93.9 The Eagle. And welcome back to the CEO Roundtable show. We're visiting with Ori Hemi from Hemi Construction this weekend. He is the uh, president of the Columbia Home Builders Association. Uh, next weekend, October 14th, 15th, yes, sir. Uh, we are, uh, HBA is hosting their annual fall parade of homes. I was able to see the, the magazine, uh, that came out a few weeks ago and, and took a look through it. You got a lot of people participating. How many homes will be in the fall parade of homes? So we're thinking we're going to have around 15. Okay. So in that range, That's which is, which is a pretty good parade for us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, uh, what, what is something that, uh, people should expect to see when they go out what what should they be looking for yeah um, i mean we have a wide range of people who walk through our, our homes mm-hmm. in, in every home so we uh hemi construction we make it a priority to have a house in the parade every time we do it. we do mm-hmm. two a year one in the spring one in the fall um and it's it's a great weekend for us to spend on our business because we get to interact with a lot of buyers yeah or people who maybe are thinking about building in a couple of years and usually kind of start those relationships um so but, is it a two-year buying cycle typically uh I, sometimes we sometimes we meet somebody at the parade who uh they're ready to start going right now yep and then other times you know they might call us back three years later and say hey we had a really good conversation three years yeah. ago i remember you i can't still honor that price you gave me three years yeah, ago yeah <laughs> that one's a little sticky especially the last couple of years so yeah um but no the the you're gonna see a wide range of houses um mm-hmm. there's Probably, I'm trying to do math right now. There's probably eight different builders who have make up the the 15 homes. Okay, very good. So you'll see a wide range of of craftsmanship, different styles of uh, of architecture and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, is your house, uh, t- you know, besides being a Hemi, is it? Uh, uh, do you typically try to do something special uh, for that parade of homes house? Yeah. So sometimes we, so we have four houses in the parade this in, year. Yeah, this year, wow. Yeah, so I have four okay, houses. You've been busy next next weekend for the yeah. parade, and I don't know if we make it up point to build a house specifically for the parade mm-hmm. um that would be nice mm-hmm. because we'd really show it off but then um, you gotta sell it but then we gotta sell it you <laughs> yeah. know which is which is uh the next problem but anyway yeah. uh we have a a really nice contemporary looking home um very modern uh contemporary home uh in our new neighborhood timberbrook next weekend and that's where, where is timberbrook so it's right across the street from copperstone off scott Boulevard. oh okay mm-hmm. very and good. it's a little neighborhood uh, it's 33 lots, and uh, we have about nine homes in there. Wow. Um, but that's one of my parade houses. But, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to see anything from Columbia-wide, craftsmanship-wise. You'll see craftsman's, craftsman homes. Um, you'll see modern, um, yeah. contemporary. You know, there's a good mix inside the parade. Yeah. So uh, We uh, had a CEO roundtable luncheon this weekend, and we had a couple of realtors on, on the uh, the panel, and... and uh, it seems like they said the the average home value in Columbia, Missouri, for the last year was about three hundred fifty thousand. Does that, that sound sounds right? about right? Yeah, uh, it, it is surprise. I will tell you this, and and I hopefully uh, home builders won't take offense to this, but it's a little surprising to me to to go out to some of these neighborhoods and and see a three bedroom three bedroom two bath house on a slab, and it's priced at three thirty, three forty, three fifty, and there's a little sticker shock for me in there. But but there's a lot of the, my understanding is that um, the cost of land has gone way up in Columbia, Missouri. And then, of course, you've got, you know, the, the supply cost and, and then labor. Finding labor is something that is. And you if you want to keep um, your subs and you want to keep your full time employees, uh, you're you're paying them a lot more than you used to have to. Um, so tell me, tell me a little about what's driving that cost of the house. There's a big concoction of a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I, it's 
there's maybe this conception that home builders are sitting back and just making so much more money on yeah. houses. That's yeah. not true at all. Right. Uh, so we've seen things like labor and materials just skyrocket. Yeah. And uh, a lot that was highlighted a lot in the news. Um, you know, the last couple of years yep. during COVID. Um, but it still is happening. I mean, yeah. You're seeing price increases uh, consistently across the board for materials. Um, and then labor. Yeah. Uh, there's such a shortage of labor. Yeah. And I think that, I think the labor thing goes back to uh, 2008, th- that, hmm. that time, that time period. When the because, bubble burst. Yeah. Because you had a lot of people in the construction field and then there was no work for them. Mm-hmm. So especially in our market, I think, and I hear stories, you know, you, we had a lot of people in the labor force leave mm-hmm. to go to bigger cities to find places, and then just never came back. Yeah, and you look at the average age of somebody that works in construction. You know, it's like the mid forties. Yeah, which is really old. Yeah, um, it's that's not an old person, but having the average age that high, there's just not enough young people coming into the trades, into the workforce to replace people going out. Yeah. Um, it's a big chunk of our economic engine. I home building is. I you know I I think. Uh, CMDC or the Central Missouri Development Council a few years ago did a study and it showed that there were five or six thousand jobs at that time directly tied to the housing industry, which is really a, a pretty good sized employer in this community. And, and so it's, um, so it really is a pretty important cog in our economic engine. And so I would say that, you know, as a president of the Home Build Association, you're, you're really, you're sort of leading a, um, an association of folks who, uh, Really have a lot of stuff going on in this in this community. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, the HBA definitely uh, makes it a priority for a handful of things to, but mainly to showcase um, the work that our members do mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But also to support them. So whether that's politically or uh, helping with workforce development and stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, I know that uh, cer- several members of our uh, of our board have been really involved in the Rankin. Yeah. Uh, stuff going on in Ashland awesome. and getting that stuff to come in. Yeah. Um, and they're going to have a program that specializes in, in construction at some point. Is that correct? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. And I, I don't know mm. all of it, but I know yeah. that, uh, that construction is one of their main areas they're focusing on early. Mm-hmm. Um, and so hopefully that helps support our community. I mean, Just I can, sort of give you some people working in the trade Absolutely. that you haven't had in the past. Yeah. And, and whether it's, huge. you know, electricians, HVAC, yeah. uh, plumbers, yep. um, that's stuff that's all needed. Yeah. And somebody that's, you know, a high school kid out there who doesn't want to go to a four-year four-year university, um, there's a lot of opportunity there. Yeah. And a lot of money yeah. to be made there, too, um, early on. Yeah. So, how important is... Uh, <clears throat> How important is the, our kitchens and baths these days? And, and when you when you look at what's happening next weekend with the, the parade of uh, homes, I mean, how much thought and energy has been put into are, are kitchens and baths still sort of the the main draw in a house? I mean, that's what sells. Yeah, you know, the kitchen and the bathrooms. You're gonna have a little sizzle factor. That's where you put it. Yep, and yeah. then uh, and then outdoor spaces too. Yeah, I mean, I mean, whether it's your patio stuff like that, your decks. Yeah, um, that that all goes a long way. Yeah, um, and. Uh, you know, we have a lot of people who come through the parade who are thinking about remodeling or just wanting ideas. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to go come through and see what people are doing these days in homes and they want to go back and do it at their current house. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's um so a lot of people are idea shopping next weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I want to talk a little bit about what you're doing over in Cooper County, because it sounds like uh, uh, there's been quite a draw. That's been very successful for you. Uh, are, is it uh, I know during COVID. uh that was important because the Cooper County schools were still open and, and, uh, uh, is that, so is, do you see more potential out west of Columbia? 
I think so. Uh, you know, whether it's on this side of the river or the other side of the river, mm-hmm. um, I think west side of columbia has a ton of potential yeah there's lots of open property and and uh, but i think the city council has different ideas about whether or not we should be growing that direction yeah you know? and i yeah i don't know if i have a strong opinion on that yeah uh, yeah i don't want to get into that but oh, i do would you like me to speak on your behalf yeah <laughs> no uh i i know that there's been stuff that we voted on in the yeah. past uh, for sewer and stuff like that to go west yeah um but i think there's tons of potential mm-hmm. and i think uh there's a lot of potential for you know these farms uh people are wanting to sell in cooper county and you know it's, it's a 15 minute drive to the mall in yeah columbia it's not bad at all no not at all especially with the new bridge yeah you know and the widening of i-70 right. so it's I think, easier and easier i think once the bridge gets done it's gonna be really really nice yeah um, no, no question um so uh, when we we talk about uh the um the parade of homes tell people the the days and the hours yeah so uh the parade of homes is next weekend it's the 14th and 15th of October, um, and it's open uh, Saturday and Sunday from one to five. So everybody should have their homes open one to five. So yep. you got four hours both days to yep. to see all fifteen if you want to. Yep, and every builder will have uh, their house staffed. So it might not be the builder inside the house, but yep. one of their sales members or um, their realtor or something like that. Yep. Somebody will be in the house staffed, so you can walk through and ask questions and. I want to talk a little bit about HBA. How, how many members are there in the HBA right now? Uh, so we're right around a hundred. Okay. Yeah, and it fluctuates. Sometimes people drop or uh, are added. So, but we're right in that hundred range right yeah. now. Yeah. Okay. So it's a pretty healthy group. And and uh, are you doing things? Uh, you maybe mentioned. Uh, you briefly mentioned politically. Uh, what type of activities is HBA involved in? other than the parade of homes? Right. Or, or the home show? Uh, when else might we hear from HBA? Yeah. So. We're trying to get our hands in a little bit of everything, um, and so we definitely want to showcase the work and the craftsmanship of our of our members, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but we also want to provide um, opportunities for uh, creating workforce development. That's something that we're trying to prioritize. Yeah. Something else that's really important to us is uh, having um, members active on uh, codes and commissions mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Huge. You know, whether you're City of Columbia trying to figure out what, what kind of energy code we're going to adopt or uh, the next building code uh, that we're going to adopt in, in the city. So yeah. um, that's something that is all really important to us, and it supports our members, and we want to take what their thoughts are and try to get that work done. Yeah, because uh, it, it has a huge impact. Uh, not, not only does it have a huge impact on your profession, but also on the cost of housing. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you think about energy codes. Th- those are things that have changed quite a bit the last mm-hmm. 10 years and things that are becoming progressing uh, much faster that are really going to affect affordability and, yeah. and, the, and the cost of homes. Is there still a requirement, and, and pardon my ignorance on this, but is there still a, a requirement to make houses solar ready? Uh, yeah, so that's required in the city of Columbia. Okay, and so, so what is, what's involved in making a house solar? Um, so we have, we have to have a sec- certain section of the roof, about a third of the roof, uh, with no penetrations in it. So like none so of no your, vents? No vents, no exhaust or anything. So your solar panels can go up there. Um, and then basically once they're attached, they just can... Then plug right in. But you have to have all the electric up in the attic too, correct? Yeah, everything has to be ready. It's solar ready. So basically you put the panels on and you can plug everything in. Um, there's a little bit of work to do inside the electrical panel, but yeah. you're ready to run. Does that change the size of uh, of studs? I don't, I don't know what I'm talking no, about. No, I, I mean... It, does it change the building materials that you no, have to use? No, they've done a pretty good job. I think the so- I'm not a solar expert. Yeah. They've done a pretty good job of making things uh, to where you can put it on about any house and it'll mm-hmm. work. 
Uh, it's too bad. I will tell you that nothing makes a house more ugly than solar panels on top of it. So anyway, that's my opinion, of course. But but it's it's sort of uh, depending on what neighborhood you live in. But it's uh, they really can be very ugly. I think there's, they're making attempts to make it more attractive. But anyway, it's yeah, it is uh, it's it's something that is uh, definitely uh, can affect the way your house. Looks Have for you sure. seen? Am I being on topic? Yeah, but. Tesla came out with solar shingles. Oh yeah, I heard about that, so, but I haven't seen them though. So. Uh, I've seen like prototypes. I saw them in Vegas last year at the International Builder Show. Yeah, um, and they're pretty cool. And then yeah. uh, we've we've had we have a customer right now that we're working on that they're pricing it. Yeah, it's pretty expensive. So I don't yep. think it's worth it. Early stages are always expensive, but uh, it's pretty but cool. There'll be some people that have to have it. I guarantee yeah, you. Uh, yeah, for sure. Maybe not mid Missouri, but right. we'll see. <laughs> um, the um, when you when you look at um, the the number of people that are, are going to be moving through some of these homes and, and you know this really is interesting um you see a lot of activity along ww uh, mm-hmm. a lot of uh, developments out there uh you've got some stuff right off of scott boulevard which yep. uh i guess uh, was there sewer in place for that that development I there, mean, there was sewer that? in place for okay that. Yep. all right well that's good uh that because that's that's pretty challenging um what about Gillespie Bridge Road? What about building out in that area? Is that something that you see will eventually be happening? Yeah, so there's been a development on Gillespie Bridge Road. Um, it's called... Uh, Let's see, I should remember. I'm drawing a it's blank. Fred Overton, right? Fred Overton yeah, development, yep, yeah. Yep. So it was Fred's development. And uh, so that, that, that got developed a couple of years ago, and then it's uh, almost built out right now. Okay. Um, and you think about the... The two streets of lots that uh, Christian Fellowship built next to their new oh, church, yeah. Chapel Ridge, or something like that. Yeah, yeah Chapel yeah. Uh, Chapel Hill Road yep. and uh, and Louisville. Yep. Um, and so we've been building over there in that area. Okay. Um, and it's been really great for us. Yeah. And it seems like people really like that. Mm-hmm. Think about neighborhoods like it's great location, like West Cliff, right yep. there too. Yeah. Um, that neighborhood we built a lot of homes in. Mm-hmm. That was a really good neighborhood. Yep. And everybody really likes that area. Yeah. So I would think that there's. Uh, there's potential for stuff to go that yeah. way. Yeah. Are you hearing, are you seeing any new trends? Are you seeing something pop up in this market that maybe we haven't had before? Do you see any demand that uh, is maybe new that you haven't seen in the past? Mm, that's a tough question. Yeah. I mean, it, it's sort of, I think a lot of people watch very close. Is there a move towards building smaller houses? So that's something that we have a conversation about a lot mm-hmm. is, you know, do we build very efficient small homes that uh, people who don't want a lot of space can live in and kind of age in place. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what we're trying to tackle right now in Timberbrook, the development across from Copperstone. Yeah, there's 1,700 square foot slabs, but everything's three O doors. Uh, you know, ADA friendly is what, yeah. we, what we say. Okay. Um, so it's, it's smaller square footage, but and it's less to take care of. But somewhere people can live in. Yeah. In, in One age level. In place. Yeah. One level. Yeah. yeah. Great. Absolutely. That's Ori Hemi. He is the president of Columbia's Home Builders Association with Hemi Construction. When we come back, we'll talk about uh, some of the trends in our housing industry and the legislative agenda, and uh, we'll talk about some of the dynamics of a family-owned business, which is always fun to talk about on this show. That's all coming up on the CEO Roundtable. I'm Fred Perry. You're listening to 93.9 The Eagle. This is the CEO Roundtable with Fred Perry on 93.9 The Eagle. And welcome back to the CEO Roundtable show. Fred Perry, your host. Thank you for joining us. This is our third and final segment. We've been visiting with Ori Hemi with Hemi Construction. He's the president of Columbia's Home Builders Association. Talking about next weekend's Parade of Homes, which is uh, coming right up. We'll give you the uh, web address here in a few minutes for you to uh, be able to to look that up. Um, when, when it comes to legislative agendas, and, and I think that sometimes uh, uh, 
you know, when you're uh, on the the downslope of of uh, legislation and regulation, uh, it tends to get pretty expensive. But tell me a little bit about what you're doing with legislation. Yeah, so um, like I said, we have a couple members who are very active on the codes and commission uh, council with the city, and they basically are looking at and working with uh, city council, city um, staff on what kind of codes that we're looking to adopt. Um, so every couple of years. Um, you know, we look at the International Building Code, and then there's always uh, the Energy Code as well. Yeah, I think uh, what's interesting about the International Building Code is that we're typically <clears> – Columbia is typically two or three years behind in yep. adopt, adapting that code, and then the county's even a couple more years be, beyond that. Right. So tell me why that is. Why why does it take so long to transition? Well, so <clears throat> these inter, inter, these codes, Energy Codes, Building Codes, it's m- massive, and mm-hmm. there's so many things, and sometimes yeah. – you have just the slightest change. And so, um, you know, we might adopt uh, the full code, but then put in some amendments to only change this here and not this here and stuff like that. So um, You can pick and choose what you want. Right, and it takes a while to get through. Um, And so that's why you might have a code that comes out this year, but it might be two or three years before we get around to taking care of it or uh, trying to adopt it. Is there are there statewide initiatives? Are there national initiatives that that typically they want the local chapters of home builders associations to pay attention to? Yeah, so um, you know we're a local chapter of mm. the uh, National Home Builders Association. Yep. So uh, we're working with nationals a lot, and there's a lot of information they send out on mm-hmm. uh, what's being adopted, where, and how fast it's moving. Usually, it moves from the west to the east, and yeah. so starts in California, works its way um, to the east, and so. Uh, there's always lots of information coming in and saying, hey, you guys should look out for this and talk to your members. Do you think this is in the best interest of your builders and your cha- in your chapter or not? Yeah. So it's, it's kind of, uh, no matter what happens in the housing industry, uh, housing is always a pretty wise investment. It's something that, you know, historically has appreciated pretty aggressively. I mean, you can't go wrong uh, buying real estate in Columbia, Missouri. No, and you can look, I can't remember who put it out, but there was a national survey uh, done recently, mm-hmm. um, and it was it was a bigger media outlet. And Columbia, Missouri, was ranked number one in the nation for a place to own a home. Yeah, in the next ten years. Wow. Okay, that's that's quite a compliment. That, yeah. yeah. T- tell me a little bit about. I think there's a little bit of a stigma about uh, north of I seventy in this market. Uh, are you building anything north of I seventy right now? T- tell me a little bit about that dynamic because I there's I know that there's sewer capacity up there with Rocky Fork. Right. Uh, w- you know, why do we not see more homes being built in, in North Columbia? You did Smith, uh, you did uh, uh, Vanderveen, right? Was, right. Was one of your projects. Right. Uh, why do we not see more activity up there? You know, um, I think that area has been neglected uh, uh-huh. from the building industry just because there's been some stuff here, but there's not been a ton. Yeah. Um, and there's so much opportunity, too. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's got sewer capacity. So yeah. eventually, um, people are going to get tired of building sewer stations and stuff in the south. It's expensive. This is how expensive it is, yeah. and they're going to look for other opportunities in yeah. Columbia. Um, we have two different developments right now that we're working on that are that's north of I seventy. Uh, one is um, it's a small development. It's only going to be fifty two lots, and it's right next to um, Battle High School. Oh, okay. Um, there's a neighborhood called Copper Creek Realty. Oh, or, co- yeah. It's been that's there for my years. real estate company. Yeah, okay. Copper Creek. Um, <laughs> There's the second part of that neighborhood, uh, Copper Creek. There's land behind it. And we have bought that and we're developing that. It's going to be 52 one-acre lots. Okay. So it's something that 
the north side of town doesn't really have. Everything yeah. they have are small postage, postage stamp lots. Yeah. We want something a little bigger. Yeah. Um, is there a stigma about uh, the schools uh, north of I-70? I mean, is that something that, that some families worry about, or is, is that is that something that there's not much to that? I I don't think there's much to that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you might hear that from time from time to time. Yep. Um, but if the opportunity was out there for someone to build a nicer house other than an entry level house, I think they would move out there. Yeah. Uh-huh. So what is it? Because uh, you know you've had American Outdoor Brands open up out there. Mm-hmm. You've got quite a bit of activity there at Z and and I seventy yep. south of it. Um, so tell me, how will you access your new? Will you, will that come off? Will the entrance to your new development come off of St. Charles, or will that come off of Z? It'll come off St. Charles. Okay. And so uh, you'll actually drive through the older neighborhood, Copper Creek, to get back into our section. Okay. So that was a farm back there at one point, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Very good. And then they there's just a said, creek that you have to cross to get there, right? Yeah. Okay. So yep. you got to build creek. a bridge. Yeah. No, it's it's <laughs> it's not that big. Okay. So uh, we're able to we're, we're able to cross it. So yeah. we worked with our engineers on figuring that out. Yeah. Very good. But, how long does that process take? Once you do, you purchase the piece of land and you go through all the i guess is that in the county yeah uh, that is in the county okay so yep. you are working with the sewer district and you're working with uh are you working with the rural electric cooperative or boone electric or are you working with the city on that it's been electric okay yep so all right um you know usually when you're going through the whole process whether it's the city or the county uh you know planning and zoning and um and through the commission or the city council uh getting everything approved mm-hmm. um you're constantly working with utility companies, uh, with your engineers. That's going to take probably about eight months because you need to have neighborhood meetings and oh, yeah. neighbors and everything. So um, I would say you probably can't get it done faster than eight months. Yeah. Um, and then once that's done um, and you have all your construction plans completed, that's the development plan. So like the roads and infrastructure for the neighborhood. Um, you're probably looking at another six to seven months just to get that stuff done. And that's... Yeah really dependent on if your utility companies have everything they need because a big uh thorn in our side recently has been electrical transformers oh the city's been waiting on them hard um, to get them they're hard to get yeah and so you know we've had developments recently that you know we've been waiting six seven months just sitting on our hands waiting for electrical transformers which how cumbersome is uh stormwater is that something that is uh, is that a, a big component of every plan you create? Stormwater is a huge deal. Yeah. It didn't used to be uh-huh. until until the last few years, and now it's a huge deal. So you have to build um, areas in your within your development. Mm-hmm. You, can't have it, you can't have it off-site. It has to be on-site. Uh, you in, to capture the water? To capture the water. And you have to retain it? For the water to go. And whether that water uh, sits there like in a, in a pond, in a retention basin, uh-huh. or it's a detention basin, um, or where, a tank even sometimes, right? Yeah. I, some, some people, you, you might see that yeah, from time uh-huh. to time in special circumstances, but, um, you know, sometimes you have a detention base where the water will go there and then it'll dissipate, yeah. evaporate over time. Yeah. But that's a huge deal. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that a lot of people say, well, how hard can it be to, you know, but it, it's very cumbersome and it's, uh, uh, and it's expensive. I think that's what people, people wonder why it's so expensive to, to buy a new house or build a new house. But, uh, there's a lot of, uh, um, Someone told me yesterday that the average permit price in the city of Columbia is, is over $7,000 just to pull I, a, a single family home permit. I believe that. Yeah. Permit prices have yeah. really gone up and, you know, and there's lots of things that go into that because you have to have, uh, you have to hire a company to do an energy audit and stuff like that on your house throughout the building process. Yeah. And that all adds up. You are a sixth generation builder. Um, and, uh, it's sometimes, um, 
you know, I think that sometimes people underestimate the dynamics of a family business. Uh, and so you probably work pretty closely with, with your dad, mm-hmm. uh, who is Mike Hemme, right? Is that his name? Uh, Jeff Hemme. Jeff Hemme. Yeah, yeah I apologize. Mike Hemme, uh, works at Quill. Quill, yeah, that's yep. right. Okay. Yep. That's what threw me off there. So Jeff Hemme is your dad. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell me a little bit about, uh, are there other family members involved in the business? And, and, uh, how do you all, uh, manage the fi- family dynamic in a business? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it can be tough from time to time. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so it's, it's my dad and then Jeff and then it's me. And then I have a younger brother who's, uh, been full time for two years now. Okay. And his, his name's Noah. And, uh, Noah, he likes the business side of things, but he likes to operate machinery. So yeah. He, he does a lot of our excavation, digs, digs our footing, stuff like yeah. that, grading. Um, and so Noah loves the, the machine side of things. Yeah. And he manages concrete guys, uh, our landscapers, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, what do you like doing? Well, so I'm I'm involved in the real estate side of things. The sales. The okay. sales. Uh-huh, marketing. Um, yep. And then I'm taking on more and more from dad um, as time goes on. So I'm planning, you know, where we're going to be building at, stuff like that. And then yeah. dad's really focusing on a lot of the development stuff. Yeah. So future uh, where we're going to be able to put houses in the future. Yeah. So do you have to talk about business when you get together for Thanksgiving? It always comes up. So, uh, you know, cause dad and I are, are basically on everything. And so, um, you know, we'll, we'll have problems that will, will arise in the middle of holidays. Yep. Or, um, you know, if we're just sitting inside the living room, hanging out at his house or my house, uh, he'll always be like, Hey, did you read this email? Did, yeah. You know, what do you think of that? And right. so, uh, but it's hard to get away from it. It is. It's hard yeah. to get away. And, yeah. uh, but he's done, a really good job of uh, of raising my brother and I uh, to have boundaries. We mm-hmm. set boundaries and stuff like that. So yeah. we have family time and we make it a priority yeah. uh, to to be involved in just in our family and kind of turn off our phones and yeah. enjoy the yeah. moment. Good for you. Yeah. Uh, and you've got a you've got a young one, right? Yeah. So I have I have a son. His name's Cade. Uh, he'll be three in February. Okay. And then my wife and I just found out on Monday we're having a girl. Oh, good for you. We're doing right. March. All right. Oh, in March. Yep. Well, that'll be here before you know it. Yeah. Uh, well, good for you. And so, uh, is he playing with the right kind of Tonka toy trucks? And, uh, oh, yeah. and they still make Tonka toys. I don't know if they do or not. And everything's got a Hemi construction sticker on it. <laughs> Very good. Yep. You're, you're teaching them early. Yep. Uh, let's give people the details before the, the show ends about this week's, uh, uh, coming weekend's Pray to Homes next Saturday, October 14th and 15th. Uh, next Saturday and Sunday, 15 homes on display. Yep. No charge. Uh, you can just, uh, find out where the homes are and go and, and take yep. a tour. Yep. Uh, and, uh, do you have to wear booties in every room? No. So, I mean, we'll have booties <clears throat> available for yeah. shoes are dirty. If you want to take your shoes off, you can take your shoes off. Okay. Um, but I mean, I always tell people, hey, we're going to clean this tonight. Yeah. And then we'll yeah. clean it afterwards too. Yeah. So as long as your shoes aren't muddy, I don't care. Yeah. Uh, so tell us uh, how people can find out about where the houses are and, and, uh, they kind of, can they get kind of a sneak peek at what the houses are before they go see them? Yeah, absolutely. So if you go to our website, uh, the HBA website, uh, it's ColumbiaHBA.com. Okay. Um, you'll see uh, a tab for the Prado Homes and on there it'll have, ac- inter- it'll have info on, um, where the homes are located, uh, what time the, the Parade of Homes is, is, which is one to five next uh-huh. weekend, Saturday and Sunday. Um, and then it'll also tell you information on how to download our app. So this is the first year we're doing an app. Uh, it's free to download. You download it and it'll have all the homes on display. It'll have a snippet about every builder that has a home in it. And then you can scroll through pictures of the homes. Yeah. Um, and so the app's live right now. We're still working on getting everything uploaded, but yeah. by this time next week, um, 
Is that a QR code you scan, or how do you, how do you get to the app? Uh, so you go to our website, okay, and, it, it, and then there'll be a download the app. Okay, uh, from the, okay, and uh, okay, so that's uh, that's ColumbiaHBA.com. Yes, Fifteen homes, uh, one to four on Saturday and Sunday. One to five. One to five. I apologize. Uh, can you get all fifteen homes done in that eight hour period? Or I bet. I bet you can do it in two days. So, okay, two yeah. days. Okay. It depends how much of a talker you are. I yeah. could never do it. I get through like three or four. Uh, but yeah. yeah, but we're we're really excited about the Pretty Homes this fall. Um, you know, we we got to be in Sacoma Magazine um, and showcase the homes the homes there and the builders in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had the app, and then uh, James Hardy was our title sponsor this oh, year. Good. Okay. So um, you know, almost every home probably has some Hardy of boards. Yeah, yeah okay. some of their products on it. So we're. We're really excited for the parade this fall. Okay. Uh, sorry, Hemi. He's with the uh, president of Columbia's uh, Home Builders Association and Hemi Construction. Uh, thank you for joining us, uh, Ori. Great to have you with. This has been another edition of the CEO Roundtable. Next week, Matt McCormick from the Columbia Chamber of Commerce is my guest, and we'll talk about the Chamber's recent leadership visit uh, to Madison, Wisconsin, and what Madison, Wisconsin has compared to Columbia, Missouri. That'll be next weekend. This is the CEO Roundtable. I'm Fred Perry signing off for 93.9 The Eagle. It's my city and I love